Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life. This is Austin Linney in the house. I have my man Jay in the house. How are you doing, my brother? I'm good, man. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Doing all right. Man, I tell you what, you do this crazy job called emergency room, <laughs> and you truly get to see uh, the people, man. You get to see everything, and then we got a lot of other stuff. You're, you're focused on real estate, all kinds of good stuff, family man. Uh, but, you know, um, I'm just going to tell you to set your mind at ease. You know, a lot of times people come on the podcast and like, what am I going to share? Mm-hmm. You know, what am I going to well, you want to talk to me? I don't understand. Well, what I want to talk to you about is life. And guess what? Who's lived life? You. All of us. All of us, yes, sir. you, I, and included real estate investments don't matter. Money doesn't matter where we've been matters because we've all lived a life. And so what I like to do with my guests is let them start their story where they want to. And we'll kind of go from there. Cool. 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 Well, uh, you know, thanks for having me on here. And like you said, sometimes people like to think, why am I on here? But, you know, I'm just grateful that I'm on here because I, I get to have this uh, little hour or whatever to talk about me so all right so uh, i'm jay i'm uh i'm an emergency room nurse from san francisco i'm the son of two immigrants from the philippines and i'm just trying to make life better for my family my friends and everyone that i'm around so that's that's my quick spiel i love it so um let's talk about your let's talk about your parents um A lot of people don't know. I had a I had a woman, uh, an amazing woman that helped me out, uh, helped my parents out when I was younger, when I was growing up, who who took care of the house and 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 watched us when my parents were working. And she was Filipino. Yeah, I spent uh, a large majority of my childhood eating Filipino food, actually, uh, and and kind of understand the culture better than most. Um, when when a parent uh, decides to leave their friends, leave their family and and move to, to America. Um, it's really not for them. Mm -mm. It's, it's for the kids. And, and what does that, the gravity of that decision mean to you just as a son and and as a father? Well, you know, my, so my folks, well, my mom immigrated here before I was born. I was born in San Francisco. Um, they did a long distance relationship for about four years before my dad finally immigrated here. My dad was actually in the Marines at the time, and he was doing a detail for the president in the Philippines. And for them to have a child prior to my mom immigrating here was difficult. You know, a lot of uncertainty. You go, you come into a new world, you're close to 30 years old and you're leaving the love of your life behind. And my dad always tells me this, you have to sacrifice for what you want in life, you know? And sometimes the life that you want may not be provided in your immediate surroundings. So you gotta go out there and find it. Um, But to 
to your point, that culturally happens all the time. I used to hear about it when I was growing up that people would go to, they go to Dubai, they go to, um, you know, Australia, Canada, just to be able to provide the life that they want for their family. And I think that's ingrained in, in like the immigrant mindset. And that's kind of how I grew up. It's you got to hustle. And uh, my folks were chasing the American dream, you know, find a job, retire at 50, buy a house, raise your kids, live quietly. And, um, you know, it, it all comes back to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice um, immediate pleasure to be able to get to a point in your life that you feel um, you made it. So, yeah, that, that's kind of ingrained in me as a as as a man who was raised with, you know, with with immigrant values. <clears throat> and and I think ultimately what's interesting, right, is that there's 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 two sides of the coin. There's the there's the sides of the coins when you look at generational wealth and you look at maybe the third or fourth generation doesn't understand it. They don't respect it. Um, and then there's the the other issue which is as an immigrant mindset is that be happy with what you have, yeah. right? Not all of them, but some of them are like, just be happy that you're even here. Yeah. yeah, yeah totally. But then there's somebody in the family, right? You, your wife that think bigger, right? Yeah. That, they, that think, no, no, we can support the whole family. I can truly change the family tree and stuff like that. And so it really takes, for lack of a better word of maverick, you know, a, a renaissance man to, to think bigger. And, and I, I would imagine you have a great job, you love your job, but I would imagine that's where real estate probably came into your foray when you were like, yeah, I love my job, but mm -hmm. I know there's so much more I can do. So talk to us about the journey of finding, you know, wanting to learn about real estate and how that came about. Yeah. 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 So, um, um, as you all know, we've gone through a pandemic and that kind of was my, that kind of was my, my aha moment. I remember March of 2020, um, one of the these doctors that I respect actually gathered us around the um, nursing station. And at that point in time, we're all just filled with so much anxiety. You know, we the, like, it felt like the world around us that we knew was kind of crumbling, um, especially in San Francisco. And um, he told us, Hey guys, we all have kids, we all have families. I think it'd be a great idea to write a will. At that time, I had a one and a half year old son. Um, I was 32 and I had my life set on just being an ER nurse. You know, I wanna raise my family quietly. I'm gonna retire. And when he told me that, it kind of just shifted my mindset to that's not enough for me. I'm not gonna concede my life to some global pandemic and write my will for my son because of fear that I may pass away. Um, I remember going home that day, I was stuck in an hour and a half long traffic and I was thinking, what do I leave my son? And what do I leave my wife and my family? And it all came back to <clears throat> not money, but what values can I leave? And how can I leave those values to my son? And it all came back to just buying back my time. And that's what set my journey to looking for like passive investments. And I'd always been interested in multifamily investing. Um, I'd listen to bigger pockets. I'd listen to multiple podcasts to and from work, you know, read rich dad, poor dad. I just didn't know how. So that's where my journey started was how do I do this? And um, close to a year later, um, I joined mentorship. 
I joined a mentorship program. I'd been networking up until this point. And, um, you know, it's, it's just my journey into figuring this thing out because I really truly want to buy back my time. And initially it was very self-serving. You know, I'm like, I just want to make X amount of money so I can get out of my job and I can spend time with my family. But the more that I go through this, the more I realize that you do truly have to be a go-giver. So that's why I hop on these podcasts because I was that guy that was listening to these podcasts. Didn't I didn't know where to start. So if I can show people that this is what I can provide to you, that you don't need to have anything under contract just yet, but as long as you're working at it day to day, that your experience is valuable. And I feel like my experience early on is valuable to some people because that just may be that spark. <clears throat> we, we, we are society uh, by nature of, of judging and perceiving and, and looking and um, casting mm-hmm. hopes and dreams uh, of wanting somebody else's life. Right. And if we can just fall in love with the process, if we can fall in love with the daily habits, if we can show up for our family, if we can show up for ourselves, more importantly, every day, then then the rest of the stuff will take care of itself. And so as you dive into the Jake and Gino community and other other aspects of stuff like that and, and, and just things in the short amount of time that you've dove into this world. What have you learned about yourself first? Uh, we'll start with that question. What have you learned about yourself? Um, I learned that you need to be gritty. You know, like waking up early in the morning is not easy. Working on self-growth is not easy. Um, but the most important thing that I've learned is you need to have positive self-talk. You know, you have to talk to yourself in a manner that is kind to yourself. Um, you have to constantly keep thinking of ways to grow and to push yourself to move the needle. And that's one thing that's been true since I started my mentorship back in October. Um, I remember someone telling me, you have to move the needle. And whether it be big or small, as long as you're moving, you're just moving towards your goal. And um, yeah, that's, that is one of the most important things that I feel like I've, uh, I've appreciated about this whole process is just the want for growth, right? Because mm-hmm. it's so easy to just be in a fixed mindset where you can just be okay. And that's totally okay. It's okay to feel comfortable where you're, where you're currently at. But for me, for me to get from point A to B, in my mind, I have to hustle. And if that means I got to take calls after a long day's work, take calls right before work, study after I put my son down, you know, educate after I've had a date with my wife or spent time with family. These are all things that you need to do. And these are sacrifices that'll get me to, you know, the life that I envision. So, um, and you also have to unlearn things that you grew up with. You know what I mean? Like these things are packed on you when you grow up with, you know, your folks tell you, or just people tell you, you just need to find a good job. And after about 40 years, you'll be good. You know, and like when that's been ingrained in you, and that's like the only idea that you have, you have to venture out for more. So um, just a curiosity for more, striving for more, and 
like I said, the grit, you got to get gritty. And then I think, I think something that's super important. I think this is kind of what you're alluding to is understand that nobody's coming to save you. Mm-hmm. And the, the ownership of where you are or where you aren't, whatever the hell that means yeah. is ultimately on you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I say it cause it's so poignant and, and I got some text from you. And by the way, I sent that to, to Kevin and he was yeah. like, hell, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, you know, just for anybody, what we're talking about, I did an interview with, with Kevin, a gentleman who runs a, a couple funds. And I think you took some, some big takeaways from that, from that interview, it'll be released out in about a month. Uh, just kind of what was your kind of takeaways from that, from that episode? The biggest thing, you don't know what you don't know until you look for it, right? Like when you're brand new to things, everything is kind of bombarding you with everyone. Everything, everyone is bombarding you with information. It is my job to be completely unemotional and filter out through all the information that I'm getting and just figuring out what works for me, you know? Like I'm not, I don't want to leave one rat race just to jump into another one if it doesn't make sense for me. You know, um, and through the year of education, through the year of networking, I'm just trying to figure out what works for me, what works for my lifestyle and how I can water the plants around me. You know, like what what makes sense for me? How can I buy back my time? Because ultimately, if I'm going from one job to another and yes, I may love the job that I'm in currently, but it may not be providing the lifestyle that I envision for myself and my family. Why would I jump into a different lifestyle that will provide for more, but will ultimately make me not unhappy, but unfulfilled? And I think that's kind of what um, what I'm trying to figure out in my journey is what fulfills me? How can I help other people? Um, and how can I buy back my time? Because that that I think right now is one of the goals. Um, but yeah. And it's interesting because I think, and I see this every day, uh, a successful doctor says, oh, I need to flip houses, mm-hmm. right? And, or, or I need to syndicate. And I'm like, well, hold on. You're changing, you're, all you're doing is exchanging a really high paying job for another job. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> and I get that it might be your thing. So, so one of the things that I want to champion is that not everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. Passive income is actually really cool. And what I want to make sure that everybody's doing, anybody that's listening is, it's lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's lifestyle, guys. It's dipping your toe in enough pools to understand which pool is yours. And then it's creating the mechanisms as you work backwards to do those things. And so how do you juggle being a dad, being a husband, being, a, a, a you know, working in the ER and trying to educate yourself. How do you, how do you handle all those things? Um, it's first with a mindset of having to do it, right? Like nothing to it, but to do it is what I tell myself because these things, like you said earlier, I don't, these are things that I have to do, you know? And when I'm in that mindset where you need to do it, then it'll just get done. Um, but with balance in mind, 
And I, I know that I've spoken to a lot of people about that. And it's so easy to just get, get caught in the weeds and just forget about everything on your path because you just get so tunnel vision that I have to be mindful of the people that I'm around and the people that I'm doing it for, you know, because um, I remember when I first started off my career, I was so eager to start my career that 10 years goes by, you just forget about the journey, right? Um, and I remember... I actually remember this day vividly. I was, it was back in 2009 and I was so eager to start my career and wanting to, to get into, get into nursing. 10 years goes by and we're in the middle of a pandemic and I'm in the ER and this is everything that I had envisioned for myself minus the pandemic. And, and I go, where did time go? You know, and all these beautiful things, all these beautiful experiences, relationships that I've gotten into um, had stemmed from it, but life just passes you up, you know, and that probably isn't answering your question. But um, as I get as I move into this, and I transition into this new portion of my life, um, there's so much more value in experiencing the process, like fully experiencing it, and understanding and being grateful for the experiences, whether they be good experiences or bad experiences, but just reframing my mind to thinking, I'm here because I get to be here. And I know we spoke about that and um, just being grateful for, for being here. And I think too many times, especially as a new investor and someone like myself who had never been an entrepreneur prior to now, um, there's so much focus on success. Yeah. I have to be successful. I have to do this. And this is what makes me successful in other people's eyes. But in my eyes, if I'm grateful, if I'm happy, if I have peace of mind and my family's good, then I'm flourishing regardless. And I get to walk through this experience with the people that I love and care about and also build new relationships upon that. So, so, so yesterday we did a podcast with Mark and, and Anthony. Anthony said this to me and I stood, I swear to God, we almost stopped the podcast because it, it, it threw me off, man. Yeah. He said, we were talking about the news. Mm-hmm. And he said, the problem with the news is that you're watching the news and you don't, un- you don't understand that there's good news all around you. Yeah. I'm here. I'm grateful. I'm breathing. My kids are healthy. He said, it's all in front of you, yeah. but yet you're looking outside somewhere else. And that's the issue. It's all internal. Everything is internal. Am I fulfilled? Am I helping others? Am I working out? Am I eating good? Am I learning? Am I growing? Because it doesn't matter if you make a million dollars, you're going to want to make two. It's true. (laughs) The the to-do list is never going to go away. So you have to change the way that you view the world. And sometimes the grass isn't always greener. You know, like when you talk about the news, you kind of freak. People are so fixated on what's next, what's surrounding me, how is this affecting me, that they completely forget about the people that they're surrounded with, you know? Mm-hmm. The love, exactly. the support. Exactly. Right? Like, you know, you can be stuck on CNN or Fox or whatever news channel you, you watch, and it may be good or bad news. And sometimes it can just say the weather is 75 degrees outside. It's not, there's not a cloud in the sky. And then you know, you have your son on a trike or your son's watching TV right next to you or on an iPad and stuff. And that in itself is beautiful, but people are so fixated on what's outside the external forces, you know, that they forget to 
to water the plants that, that are around them. These are people that you love and care about that love you unconditionally. And then there's things outside that are just shaping your mind and shaping the way that you think and feel about yourself. And that's one thing that I've always been mindful of is don't let external forces shape who I am. I shape who I am. Mm, and my so thoughts shape and my sh and my thoughts will always shape the type of person that I am because ultimately um this goes back to legacy I want my son to to view me as a man who's strong as a man who's gritty gets after it and is also positive has left a positive impact on people that he's come across you know and I think that says more about you than 500 million dollars mm -hmm. you know um to me, at least. I mean, people may not agree with with how I feel or view life, but that's what's important to me is the impact that I leave on people that I love and care about and also people that I come across. And um, I know we spoke about this in the past, but I know I'm going to get into a deal. I just have to work at it. Mm -hmm. I know that through time, I get to build a, a really cool real estate portfolio, be a really cool investor that's knowledgeable, but all that stuff takes time. Um, but everything will always come back to, am I being the man that I need to be through this whole process? Am I being the investor, the balanced person, the best husband that I can be through this whole process? So, um, I get to get to that point, but also experience my family and my friends and meet really cool people. I love that. And something that you've been dipping your toe into um that is maybe not the most comfortable thing in the world and just talk about your experience with starting to post more starting to share your story and any advice you can give to other people so um i'll preface this by saying um prior to my real estate journey i had gone completely dark when it came to social media posting mm -hmm. i'm uh, usually a very private person um and i like to just meet people you know, tell them how I'm doing. If I don't see you for years and I see you five years later, it's just like, you know, we pick up right where we left off. That's just the type of person that I've been. Um, but it is super uncomfortable to post, you know, uh, letting people in on your thoughts, having people watch and view your journey um, is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because, you know, too many times I'm basically just flipping social media on its head. You know, I'm not posting these super cool vacations with like crystal clear water. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm just telling people, hey, guys, sometimes this stuff sucks, but it's cool, you know, and um, I'm just trying to give an authentic look at my life, at my journey, because like I said earlier, someone who is on the fringe of starting their their life or constructing their life may not have that spark yet because they have so many limiting beliefs, which I had Um where they feel uh, that, that can't be me. I can't do this because I have, I already have a good life, you know, and saying to yourself, like, oh, I have an amazing life is sometimes a limiting belief because it prevents you that that comfort prevents you from um, reaching for more. And what I'm trying to do is one, uh, well, I started a Twitter, it's called mastering multifamily real estate. And it's practically me, a newbie attempting to, mans uh, to master real estate. And you get to follow me through my journey and, and my Instagram and, and Facebook. And that's basically me just trying to walk people through the journey of mastery because 
you know, we spoke about this earlier. I can't get into the NBA shooting two jump shots a day. You got to get uncomfortable. You got to wake up early in the morning, dribble the ball, shoot a thousand shots a day, you know, play against the best competition to get to, to get to mastery. And that's what I'm doing. I'm just putting, I'm just putting in my time. I'm just clocking in for work. And sometimes work may not be the best, but you know, you still got to clock in. Right. I think you just, uh, I think you just gave the title to your podcast. You're going to start. Cool. I mean, you know, and at the end of the day, for my advice to anybody out there, right, is is one of the reasons I have the podcast. One of the reasons I put on live events is I want to I want to explain to everybody that everybody has a story, regardless of where you are, regardless of how successful you think you are, and regardless of what you've been through. It, it, if you share your story, if you Shared authentically, you will find your people, and you will understand that 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 if you affect one person or change one person, then you're creating the space necessary for you to learn things about yourself and for them to get better, and and, and so on and so on. So, you know, I, I really hope that everybody listening, whatever you wanted to start. Uh, and it, and the thing is, is it doesn't need to be Instagram. It doesn't. It could be a blog post. It could be a Twitter account. It could be whatever the hell you want it to be, a YouTube channel. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because what it also does for you, that's a, that's a byproduct of it. What people don't talk about enough is it's a, it's a clear marker in your life. Meaning if you're having a bad day, you can go back and listen to the first episode and you're like, dude, who was that guy? Oh my goodness. Like I've leveled up so much and it just creates that space where it gives you a reflection point. Um, and as you move forward, um, you know, what, uh, I always love this question. What advice would you give to, um, what advice as you sit today, mm-hmm. would you give to the gentleman that was riding home in the car that day after that will conversation for an hour and a half in traffic? What would you tell him? Even if you're here at this point, get started. Because you can only sit on your you can only sit on your hands for so long, you know, because everything I think my biggest fear in the beginning was. How's this going to look for me? You know, what what what's my life going to look like? And um, even though that experience that I'd experienced was so uncomfortable because it helped me. I mean, it was super uncomfortable in the beginning when someone tells you that you get a grim reality check. You know, you, someone gives you a reality check and they say, hey, this is your life. And you got to that's a tough pill to swallow. Um, at that point in time, when I was driving home. I just needed direction and the direction I needed someone to point me in a direction. And I didn't know what direction I needed to go in, because if I knew what direction I needed to go in, I, I would just say, just start. Who cares? Just figure it out. You know, you got to You got to just jump in uh, deep end of the pool and just figure it out. And um, I think you can't get to where you want to get to if you don't start. So if I was giving myself uh, if if all these signs were hitting me on my on my on my way home, it would just say just start because you you need there has to be a starting point. And um, I'm grateful that I did.
you know, and I didn't have direction at that point in time. And I may still not have direction, but that's what I'm trying to figure out, you know. 100%. I love that. And so if people want to follow your journey, they want to figure out about you, how would they do that? Um, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. It's jamtok, J-H-A-E-A-N-T-O-C, or find me on Twitter, Mastering M-F-R-E. I love it. Guys, if you like this episode, make sure you send it out to your friends and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned. For show notes, resources, and more information on -on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.